0: This is a City of Crestview podcast.
1: Welcome to season four of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So let's get started.
2: Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. We are, uh, it's our second episode of the uh, summer going on, and um, this is going to be another event episode. Uh, It's not an individual event this time, like what I talked about last week. This one's going to be all uh, about an event that we uh, co host with, um, well, with our Juneteenth committee. And uh, with me today to talk about that is I I have the um, chairperson of that committee. Uh, That is Dr. Karen Brown. Uh, Dr. Brown, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah. um, Is it okay if I call you Karen? Sure. Okay. I I was just want to ask and (laughs) and check. You know, I mean, we we know each other fairly well, but I just want to do that the right way. Um, Now, uh, Dr. Brown, you are, you wear a lot of hats, right?
0: I do. I
2: wear quite a few. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like Dr. Brown wears more hats than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Um, So now, uh, and Juneteenth is what we're going to talk about, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, how, what the committee is and how that works. So, so you're the, you're the chairperson of the committee. Yes. um, And part of that came about um, because the mayor had, had a discussion with you. Right. About wanting to get uh, some kind of event going for Juneteenth.
0: Correct.
2: Um, and um, before we talk about times and days for this year, we're going to do it real quick. But I do want to say I think last year, um, you know, it was very successful. We had a fight with the weather a little bit, as little bit. you might have to do in Florida in June. Yes. Um, but I think it was a unique experience because no one else is doing what what we did. Correct. And um, also it, there weren't a lot of people. There's a lot more celebrations this year uh, Mm -hmm. than there were, um, last year. Right. Um, we're not too worried about that because they're Saturday or Friday or whatever. And we're on the actual day. So I think that'll still work to our advantage.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: And, uh, and because we all did such a good job last year, I think putting the event on and showing everyone what it's about that, that, that draws people anyways. Um, so, so now let's talk a little bit about, uh, what Juneteenth is. Um, First, well, first I'll say this. So it's the actual event will be June nineteenth at Old Spanish Trail. Correct. And uh, the gates open at eleven. There will be quite a few vendors. Yes. Um, with all all kinds of different things. Some of them are directly related to Juneteenth, but there's also uh, there's also social club vendors that are there yes. and um, uh, some other things. I believe there uh, there's I don't know them all. There's I'm sure there's a long list. Right.
0: We have forty five. Vendors and food trucks that have committed to uh, supporting this Juneteenth celebration, and they will have everything from a book giveaway. There are skincare products for purchase, and like you said, there are social organizations that will be talking about their organization, um, and I and I'm assuming accepting uh, registrations to join. Um, there's a young lady who has a nonprofit organization that speaks to sickle cell anemia, which is very, very prevalent in the African American and to some degree, the Hispanic community. Um, and a lot of people don't know about that. And it's it's one of those illnesses that... Um, is very plaguing to those population groups. So her nonprofit organization speaks to that. So I'm sure she'll be able to give a lot of information about that. We also um, are anticipating having uh, a group to come in to talk about reading for our young children. We have a kids corner, so there will be. Uh, things for the kids to do face painting and rock painting and things of that sort. So
2: some craft stuff. I, yes. I know, um, I guess we, were, we decided not to do the balance house right. this year. It was, right. I don't think it was that popular last year and mostly because of the heat probably. The heat.
0: <laughs> right. And, and, uh, the, the bouncy house kept deflating. I oh, think yeah, that's because right. of Yeah, one, yeah yes.
2: that's right. That's right. And I, cause I kept being like, well, is the generator running and, I, <laughs> and it was running and it thing wouldn't stay inflated. I remember that now. Right. Um, yeah. So, so let's, all right. So again, it's old Spanish trail gates open at 11. The reason why I brought the vendors up and all that is because what's really cool about our event is, um, we call it a walk through history. Yes. And, and that's what it is, right? So it's a, a, Small. It's mostly in the shade. We have some <laughs> misters and some other things. Um, but there's a trail that is on the fairgrounds, correct? That goes around back behind the amphitheater and around near the um uh, base, uh, softball fields and then comes back and ends at the amphitheater again. Well, the senior center and and on that path there are stations correct. set up uh with um actors well, or sure they're actors yes <laughs> they are <laughs> they're 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 actors. Some of them don't do that as a full time job. So don't judge anyone. They're doing their best. And it's, you know, it'll be, they're in costume and it's, and it's warm. But the they, they did a fantastic job last year. Yes, they did. Um, and then this year, I guess we're going to have some tour guides as well that are going to be able to.
0: Right. So we're, we're we're trying to elevate what we did from last year. So we'll still have our actors. On board, we also have our tour guides. So you will be able to, if you are an attendee, you'll be able to walk through this trail. It takes about twelve to fifteen minutes to go through the entire tour, and you will have a tour guide that will kind of tell you uh, what's going on at each station, and you will be able to follow the Juneteenth story.
2: Yeah, and that's the and so the and to me, that's the part that's unique about our event and what I like about it is that. Um, there are plenty of places having celebrations, which is important. Part of our day will be a celebration. Um, but I think right now in the history of the populace of our country and trying to understand what Juneteenth is and, and where this came from and what it's about, this history walk gives you an opportunity to learn about it, to learn about not only the history of emancipation, which is what this is directly tied to what Juneteenth is directly tied to, but but just the the general kind of process of some of of the i guess you would say the um the story of well, what yeah, it took right
0: absolutely so um I have a military background spent twenty six years in the United States Army, so there is a military history. That goes along with Juneteenth, as well as a history of freedom or emancipation. One of the things that I immediately thought about when the mayor asked if I could do this Juneteenth event was we have to educate. We have to educate one another about what Juneteenth is, why it's a federal holiday, and the story behind how it came about. And the celebration is just a secondary part for the committee. We enjoy celebrations, but you can pretty much celebrate anytime, anything, for any reason. It's fair. The uniqueness of our Crestview Juneteenth celebration is the historical walkthrough, where we actually tell the story of Juneteenth, how it came about, and the significance, not just American history, but the military history that, that speaks to what Juneteenth really is. And it really is a story of freedom.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so I, like many Americans, um, I mean, we didn't, it wasn't part of the curriculum when I was uh, growing up, you know, it was to my understanding, the way I was educated was, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln reads the Emancipation Proclamation and all the slaves are freed. And that might be how it would work now because it would be televised and, you Communication is instantaneous and all of these types of things, but that's not how the process happened uh in the in eighteen sixty two, okay. <laughs> sixty two, sixty-three,
0: yes. So um actually a lot of people think that oh well they just didn't know that the Emancipation Proclamation had been published, but they actually did know. They did. So even in Texas which was the most westernmost part of the Confederate-held counties, they knew that the Emancipation Proclamation had been published. They just said, who's going to make us? Sure. Um, And that's where the story really, really, really begins because uh, Abraham Lincoln, not having the support of Congress, he could not do what he did as the president of the United States. He ordered military to move throughout the South as the commander in chief, not as the president. And I think that's very significant in a military sense, because even today, the president of the United States is still the commander in chief of all the military, you know, the United States military, whether that be Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard um Space Force don't Space forget Space Force. Force I do I do forget the Space Force <laughs> But uh it, it's very significant that he did not operate as the president he operated as the commander in chief and it's actually it's really two different roles Sure um so when he sent out the the union generals throughout the south to enforce the emancipation proclamation it took 2 years because they didn't have Hummers, right?
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> you you were on horse, and there was they um, walked. Yeah, right, yes. and moving whole platoons and battalions right. and all those kinds of things, and and it probably was still not super hospitable because um, that was around the time the war was wrapping up too, right? Correct. So so it was probably rough going in some places for them. Also, I'm sure it was. Um, and so you know that that stuff takes time, and and that and that is what we. Interestingly enough, that's where we end with our with our history walk. Is the reading of the general order in Texas correct?
0: Correct. So at the time it was Galveston Bay. We now know it as just Galveston, Texas. Um, and that was the westernmost part of the Confederate-held counties or states uh, in the Union at that time. And so General Gordon Granger, Major General Gordon Granger, had the unique responsibility. Uh, an opportunity to be the general that landed in Galveston Bay, Texas on June 19th, 1865, and was able to read the general order number three, um, telling the that populace that not only in Galveston Bay, but throughout the state of Texas, where there were over 250,000 blacks still held within, in a slavery wow. that they were free. So, um, yeah, in Texas, they've always celebrated Juneteenth as a significant day. Um, and so we are just now, uh, allowing that event to be commemorated throughout the United States.
2: Yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I don't want to talk politics cause people bring that into it sometimes, but, but for me, like, that should, it should be a day that's celebrated. I understand that from a perspective of history, you know, yes, slavery was a bad thing and that we uh, should have done it, but we're generations removed from that. So, how can we still have an understanding of our history and the things that have happened? And how can we then, um, have a day that does have celebration but still has some understanding of why we're celebrating right because uh, cuz you're cuz like you said someone's birthday party can be a celebration right you know my 10 year anniversary at work would be a celebration you know but like but what is that a thing about it like why is it important enough for us to have a national holiday about it yes and 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 the truth of the matter is one we don't celebrate emancipation day right that's not a thing that we celebrate um we do i guess lincoln's birthday don't we is that well president's we do we, or something but we do um <laughs> president's day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the but the but the fact of the matter is is you know much like we celebrate our independence from uh you know britain with uh, the fourth of july mm-hmm. i think it's important that we uh celebrate this as well because for for you know a third of our population i think or somewhere or more maybe now i'm not 100 sure i'm not a census expert but it is a day to celebrate but it's a day for all of us to celebrate on top of it
0: right and and again it, it is i hope my my goal is to for this to never be something that's politic politicized sure this I, is about it really truly is about freedom and if you know if we value freedom we have to value not just um the 4th of July as a as a day of freedom where people who were not of british descent didn't enjoy July 4th as a day of liberty right so um and then also thinking about 1865 even though the emancipation proclamation had already been written and published It took the 13th Amendment to abolish slavery across the United States and any territory held by the United States. So truly, it is not about politics. It is truly about freedom for a group of people who are citizens of the United States. And and played a large part in the American history story.
2: Sure. And what made America and who we are today and all of those things. Yes. I mean, we will not get too deep into talking about culture, but I mean, that's literally what America is, is, is pulling in all these other subcultures, um, our foods, our sports, our entertainment, our art, our, our language, our language itself. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because we don't speak the King's English, right? <laughs> we we speak English. That's got all, you know, all kinds of things mixed into it. Yes. Creole, Spanish, um, African languages, mm-hmm. um, uh, French. Um, I'm not sure there's a lot of Asian languages in there. I mean, we may have now with, um, popular culture and things like that, taking right. on some of those, but those foundational languages, um, uh, they're, you know, they're not, they weren't all the romantics languages, as I said, right. Spanish, French, and English. There's a lot of other influence in there. Um, and, and you see that a lot in the South too, especially, um, which makes sense because that's where that culture was at the time. And, mm-hmm. and, and so you can't, you know, you just, you can't bring a people anywhere and not have that part of what makes them who they are influence what's going on around right. and things like that. It's just, that's how it works, right? It's how culture works. And so, um, that's what I think is kind of cool about having Juneteenth be a a national celebration as it offers us an opportunity to have this conversation, but it also offers us the opportunity to say this part of our culture is important to us as well. Let's celebrate it. Let's, let's have a celebration. Let's understand why it's important. Let's, let's share in this celebration because that's what we can do here going forward is remember and, and then go, you know, I'm happy that we get to have this day together and that we are all free and that we have these these freedoms and the, into I'm going to do this because I said we do it multiple times, but again, okay. it's the <laughs> June 19th, Old Spanish Trail Park. Yes, gates open at 11. The walking history tour starts at one. Absolutely, and we'll be doing that from one to four. Four. Yes. So if you, but now the stations will stay there, and there's going to be these fancy posters, and there's a pamphlet, and you can like get the QR code digitally if you want, or pick up a printed version. So if there if the tours are over and you get there, so you can't make it. So some people still have to work on that right. Monday. So if you can't make it till after work, that's okay. Uh, we'll be wrapping up around seven, so there'll be some time after work you can come out. You can visit food vendors. I do want to say there's only like five or six of those, right? Because yes. you, you said there were forty vendors and then said food. I want to make sure people didn't know there weren't yes. gonna be forty food vendors. <laughs> <laughs> we're to We're not having the real pit masters barbecue. I know, unfortunately. Fest. <laughs> um, but the but there will be quite a few food vendors there, so um, you can come and you can still walk the trail and still see the uh, the displays and the in the posters. There just may not. be be um guides at that time right or the actors or the actors yeah yeah because they'll they'll they have to get a break
0: absolutely (laughs) it's gonna be hot and they are actually in in 1800s period costumes yeah so this is you know we're trying to be very um deliberate um about how we tell this story we want to make sure and and it's it's been researched this is not something that we just made up.
2: Oh, no, we worked on it a yes, lot last year. Yes, we worked
0: year. on it. We went <laughs> and we <this> did <laughs> the research to make sure that we were telling the real story um, with, with with no additions and no subtractions. We just tell the story. And I think uh, when we're talking about education, when educating about anything, it's okay if it doesn't look good from the outside, right? Right. Um, for me, I think I'd rather know the truth, whatever that looks like, so that I can handle what's coming next. Sure. Once we know what the truth is, then we could. I mean, I think that the American public is is very forgiving and resilient. I do. I think that. I think that as a um, as a forensic and international psychologist, I have high hopes that um, we are able as a as a family as a community that we are able to hear some truths some of them amazing truths some of them not so good some of them that make us feel proud some of us kind of you know some of them make us you know kind of want to scratch our head and, and question why but that's who we are that's who we are as a nation so when we are okay with hearing who we are and accepting who we are, with no um, questions and with no recriminations. I mean, it is what it is, right? And so I think when we know better, we do better.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put that. When we know better, we do better. I think I fully agree with that. And I think that we do sell our citizens, our American citizens, short sometimes um, by Feeling like people can't process things or handle things or, you know, like I've always been a a student, so to speak, of the provide the information. People are going to make their own decisions about it. Right. That's the that's the no matter what you believe about, you know, anything, I can promise you that unless there's something wrong with someone's brain, they have free will Oh. and nice. they, they get the choice to make decisions about things. It doesn't matter how much you tell them this or tell them that, or, you know, people still going to choose to believe what they're going to believe. But I think it's valuable to present information to everyone and allow them to then make their decisions from that information that's presented. And I think sometimes we forget to do that
0: in our country. Well, (laughs) let me tell you just a really quick story, a little quick anecdote. I was speaking to a gentleman who came to me, a white gentleman, and he said, Doc Brown, I don't know if I want to attend a celebration about slavery. And I smiled and I said, it's really not about slavery. It's about freedom. And I kind of told him, you know, what we've been talking about. And I said, we just kind of tell the story of, of liberty. We tell the story of freedom. Um, if you can understand and get behind freedoms, then this is the story you want to know about. Sure. And he said to me, I'm going to come out and I'm going to bring my kids. And he did. And he came to me afterwards last year and he said, I learned some things that I never knew. And he said, and I'm glad that that you did this um, because now I know. And so that's the that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Now we know. Right. And so we don't have to make up stories about what Juneteenth is, um, I've heard that Juneteenth is a Black holiday. It's an American holiday. It it encompasses us all, and it 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 speaks to not just emancipation and liberty and freedoms, but it speaks to human rights. Um, and so, again, it doesn't really matter the race or the color, in my opinion. It really doesn't. It's about doing the right thing regardless of who they look like or what they look like. And so the story of Juneteenth just so happens to be a story about Africans who were enslaved. This could have been any race or any culture. We would have still wanted to tell the story. Um, And so uh, I hope that our attendees and even our listeners hear that and then uh, take it upon themselves to come out and go through this walk through history and see the, the education portion that, that we, we give. Um, there's, some, there's some really salient points in there about the state of Florida, that people who have lived here their entire lives didn't know that the absolute first freed black colony in the entire United States um, occurred in St. Augustine, Florida. Two hundred years before the Emancipation Proclamation, we tell that story. Yep, we add that to our historical walkthrough because we want the the state of Florida and the citizens of Florida to know that uh, this state was first in 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 talking about freedoms and uh, in the fight for freedom. It all started right here in the state of Florida.
2: Yeah, what what's interesting about that too? Just a little side note, my own personal thing is I learned that we're, I mean it's Fort Monse, right yes yeah and and I learned that and and I learned about it uh, from working on the committee last year and, and putting on the event and then we actually went to St. Augustine for a little uh, weekend few day getaway and back in September and then we're like there and they're talking about it. And we go buy it, and I'm like, okay, I know what this is. Like, I understand this. I know, so I'm telling Jessica all about it, and she's like, I don't. What are you? You're nerding out on me right now. I don't. (laughs) It's it's not. She didn't care. She was just like, this is a lot of information, and you're throwing it at me really fast. And I was like, oh, it's just I. You know, like it's so cool to, to make that. uh, For me, I think what's really cool about history is a long way to say this, but what's really cool about history. That's why I like Saint Augustine. It's really neat, is. The world we live in now, this digital world, we take a lot of pictures of things and there's a lot of video and it lives forever in the cloud or whatever, but there's not a lot of physical objects, right. right? Those things that, that make up history. And in this story in itself, um, there aren't a lot of those physical objects, Right. but Fort Mose is one of those physical objects. You can go to the place where it was mm-hmm. and be there. You know, I don't, I can't remember if any of the actual structures still standing or not. I'm trying to I I so think th- they're is. not they're
0: actually uh archaeologists out there now and they're they're doing this whole archaeological dig and they're finding just some un- amazing artifacts uh and there's actually two sites so um during the the process of time you know water levels changed and so they moved from one spot to another but yeah it's still there it's still there
2: Yeah and the And like I said, so that was just, so for me, that was kind of cool because I got to be like, you know, we don't oftentimes in America like past and maybe some things in like DC or Philadelphia or Boston or something. There's not a lot of that really, really old historical stuff. Some of these older forts like Pensacola and and St. Augustine and um, I think there's one in the Carolinas, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of as close as you get, but when you get to go there and then you like, you really. You got this other understanding of what it is. It was just a, that's a side yeah. rant, but it was just yeah. really neat. Was-
0: well, I love history. I love history. One of the things I learned early, early on, as even as a child, uh, that the old adage that if uh, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Sure. Um, and so having that knowledge to me is is so critical because it's so easy to forget what's what has happened and when we forget the things that have happened it's very easy to fall right back into those same because time doesn't really um change oh you know a a lot um i will say this the bible says there's nothing new under the sun um and so we find ourselves going in cycles sure I would agree with that. Yes. And so if we remember how this happened the last time, we can avoid some of those pitfalls. Yes. And so I think for me, that's why history is so enlightening and it's so um, rich. I absolutely love it. I, But then I like all kinds of history, world history, American history, um, you know, just the history of food, just history in general, Um but then, as a forensic psychologist, I'm always trying to figure out what's the origin of doing this. that
2: investigating. Yes,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> trying it's to okay. figure out how like it, it started,
0: where it started and 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 how it has come from that original intent to what it looks like now. So, yeah, history is is great. And I think we should do more more things that are historical,
2: sure. So speaking of that, and we're we're coming into like we're at the end here. Um, but the uh, you can come celebrate with us, yes. celebrate freedom and learn some history. Yes. And it, and we we f- we feed it to you in spoonfuls that are not boring. And they're they are fun to ingest as opposed to history class with your teacher. that you would just <laughs> read from the book and everyone would be falling asleep. And yes. it's, a, it's a little bit different. Uh, it's a great experience. It's a good time. Um, bring some water. We'll have some, too. You know, it will be hot, but that's OK. We're from Florida. We're. We we got We're used this. To that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June nineteenth, Old Spanish Trail. Again, gates open at eleven. Um, one o'clock is when the walking tours start. They stop at four. And there's a little there's a little cool thing that happens at four too. And they stop when we do the final the final little uh, presentation. There, it's yes. a lot of fun. There's some other things that go on. Uh, and then there's like with the vendors and the food. It's, it's a good time. There's going to be music. There's going to be. I mean, it really is a it really is a good mesh between celebration and in history and
0: education so we say we're go. gonna educate then we're gonna celebrate that's
2: a good one educate celebrate I yes. like that um again uh, Dr. Brown Karen thank you so much for being here
0: absolutely my pleasure
2: yeah and um I'm gonna have to get you to come back on and talk about a few of the other things you got going because we're like at time and we didn't mention any <laughs> of the other ones which sure. is cool that means we had a really great conversation yes um Real fast, despite running out of time, the radio station being mad at me, everyone's listening. You're going to have to hear it as you do every single episode, and that is local government has a bigger impact on you and your daily life than any other form of government. I promise you the federal government makes a lot of news, but they don't do a lot of stuff that affects you every single day. Uh, your state our uh, state somewhat, but your uh, county and, and city have the biggest impact on you every day, I promise you. Um, so thank you so much for those of you who engage with us civically. Uh, if you're not, you should. Um, you can always find us on social media at city of Crestview, our website, you can always send an email to me, PIO at city of Crestview.org. If there's something you'd like to let us know or come to a meeting, there's a public comment section, every meeting, uh, every citizens allowed three minutes and you actually don't have to be inside the city limits. You can still come and share things if you want. And we'd love to see you. Let us know what we're doing, right? Let us know what we're doing wrong because if we don't know our history and we don't know what we're doing wrong, we're doomed to repeat ourselves and we can't fix the things that need to be corrected. So we really mean that when we say that. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, real quick, thank you. W A Z W J S B for putting these out on the radio. Even when I run over a little bit and, uh, we'll, all see you all on June 19th and with that, I'll say be safe. Crestview.